Well, John Maytham is a broadcaster on Cape Talk and listeners were asked uh, to test his general knowledge in a feature entitled Rapid Fire on his afternoon drive show. Now, this fascinating collection of questions, some answered, some not, by John, feature in a book published just in time for Christmas. Uh, it's called Rapid Fire, Remarkable Miscellany, uh, published by Tuffelberg. John is on the line now. Welcome to the programme, John. Thank you very much, tomorrow. And what a wonderfully atmospheric piece of music I was listening wasn't to. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? It's all for you. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> now, um, what do you need to, to, to have to be, I suppose, a, a remarkable memory to answer all these many and varied questions? Yes, I think one, I'm, I'm lucky that I, I described in the preface that my memory is being the magpie memory. I don't yes. remember the important things like birthdays and uh, <laughs> yes. you know, names of people I meet, but I remember bright, shiny things that pop yes. up into my care. And also one needs to keep feeding the memory, and um, I'm lucky to have an ability to read fairly quickly, and I read voraciously. Yes. And also, I sort of, you know, QI fanatics, uh, watch a lot of the programs, read their books, and yeah. constantly on the internet trying to seek out interesting things that people might ask me. So bright, I shiny things. Than I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is what we all aim for, actually, <laughs> to share it with you. But um, I, I was going to uh, choose a couple of things to quiz you about, because obviously you've written it, so you know them. But um, I, I found that myself uh, that I couldn't um, choose because there are so many things in here that I thought, well, I know about that. And then you've sort of blown it out of the water and come, come in with, um, you know, a, an explanation of your own. And one of those things was where the V sign comes from. What was the origin of the rude gesture of raising two fingers in a, a V-shape. Now, I always did think that it was that, that the sign that the um, archers made to uh, the French. Um, mm. It was sort of after the Battle of Agincourt, you know, to show that they actually still had their fingers to draw back. But that's not true. Where does it come from? <laughs> well, you see, unfortunately, um, there are things that have circulated on the internet, uh, these, these wonderful... Um, You'll get it from somebody, John, did you know? And there'll be 26 fascinating facts. Yes. And you do a little bit of research on them, and maybe two are true. The rest have mm. become conventional wisdom. Um, yes. The question that I was asked yesterday, where did the phrase, the whole nine yards, come from? Yeah. Do you know, John? And my answer was, no, I don't. Because yeah. nobody knows. With, with many of these phrases which are in popular use, they're competing theories as to their etymology. And, mm. and the two favorite ones, the whole nine yards, are that it comes from 18th century Britain, where nine yards of cloth was used to make a suit which would suit um, a contemporary dandy. And the other one is that it comes from the First World War, when a machine gun, gun belt, bullet belt, was nine yards. And if you fired it all at once, then you were firing the whole nine yards. And none of those are true, and they have explanations as well. Yes. All we know is that the phrase was first used in America in 1936, why it was used, why it became yeah. something we say in order to to, to indicate that we've it's given complete. our all, we yes. gave the whole nine yards. Yeah. We, we don't know, and, and that's one of the things that I find absolutely fascinating about language and about English yes. is that, that um, many of the phrases we use, we, we know their um, etymology, but many we don't. Somehow they've become things to say. Yeah, it it uh, you know one of the things that um, I read here was that uh, dear Percy Fitzpatrick 
writing to King George V before he left for the shores of South Africa. Just explain what his contribution was to Armistice Day. Well, it was he who suggested in a letter to um, the uh, in a letter to the king's equerry, his private if you like. Yes, it was he who suggested this would be a good idea to have um, a, a minute or so silence at eleven o'clock on the eleventh day of the eleventh month, which was yes. the time at which the armistice. Which is this Sunday. Yeah, and yeah. of course, yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, it is. It's very <laughs> and it, it, it's fascinating that the king then thought this was a rather good idea and took it up from yeah. Percy Fitzpatrick, Jock of the Bushel. I mean, it is. Uh, and the, um, I'm sure that that, that really isn't commonly known. Um, just tell us about the American president who served as an inspiration for a popular toy. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt. That's, yes. that's another lovely one. There are questions in the book that. I'm regularly asked, and it's an indication of how interesting people find those. And that is one which comes up every nine months ago. Some people phone in and say, uh, do you know how the teddy bear got his name? And so on. Until we get the name of Theodore Roosevelt, he yes. was on a hunting party, and everybody else in the hunting party had shot something, and his, his team were worried that the uh, president would be shown up by not having shot. So they used dogs and cornered a black bear and wounded it and tied it to a tree and said to uh, Roosevelt, shoot it and then you can claim it. And he said, no, that would be unsportsmanlike. And then a, a, a sort of political cartoon was done in a New York newspaper of this event and a manufacturer of toys had the idea, looking at this cartoon, that he would like to make a fluffy toy and he approached Theodore Roosevelt and said, do you mind if I call it by the nickname? Teddy. by which he was commonly known. Apparently, he hated being called Teddy, but <laughs> you know, it, was, it was widespread. And I found particularly interesting as well yes. is that a, a German company called the Steve Company, at exactly the same time as the teddy bear was being conceived and made in, uh, in America, had come up with exactly the same idea. And I, I mentioned this in one of the times I was giving the answer and was flooded, is too strong a word, but I got probably five or six calls from people who had... Uh, a bear made by that German company. Yes, and they had a, they had a bear going back a hundred years. Highly before, collectible. Made by that, yeah, yeah, worth a lot of money. If you keep that button on the ear, those uh, those German teddy bears are are worth um, a lot. I think, yeah. according to Antique Roadshow. Um, what is just last one is what is the origin of the Bluetooth? Of uh, the origin, sorry, you of, the, of, Bluetooth. of the blue of Bluetooth, yeah. Yeah, um, that's and King Harold, who was a Dane, Danish Viking of, I think, the 11th century, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the English translation of his name was Bluetooth, and he was known as a unifier. He brought his groups together into one hege- hegemonic, yes. that is the word, isn't it? One hegemonic yeah. sort of nation-state, and the person who came up with the idea of Bluetooth, the idea was to connect various devices and um, he'd been reading a book about um, Norse history and King Harold, a.k.a. Bluetooth. It was a splendid idea. I'm trying to do with modern technology what he tried to do with um, various nation states. So he called it after, strange, but he called it after, I think, 11th century or 9th century. I don't exactly remember, um, Viking King.
Well, I have to say, I'm, comp- I'm, I'm immersed in all this uh, wonderful knowledge uh, that you've put together. And I do think that it's the best present to buy somebody. If you don't oh, know what to buy someone, this is it. Because you can just dip in and out. It's going to end up in the smallest room in the house. You do know that. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> would ever come. <laughs> I wanted to call it another new book, but <laughs> no, that wouldn't go that well. Oh well, that's just spoil sports. Well, congratulations <laughs> on it, John. Congratulations on your memory. We're all going to be poring over this just to be better, better read, and uh, and what could be better? It's called Rapid Fire: Remarkable Miscellany. John Matham, I've been speaking to, and it's published by is it Tuffelberg? Yes, yes, it is. is. Wonderful. Take care. Thanks so much, John. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.